0: Good morning. The love of God is a wonderful and beautiful thing, and today we are going to celebrate as a congregation, we're going to celebrate together the ordinance of baptism. And each one of these individuals, there are going to be five individuals who are baptized this morning, and each one of these individuals have personally experienced the love of God. Each one of them have personally placed their faith and trust in Jesus Christ, and now they are going to publicly confess that belief in front of their church family. So we remind you every time, and this time is not going to be an exception, this is a celebration. That means we are to be very happy (laughs) and to celebrate this together. This is Logan Horlings, and he has a testimony that
1: he's going to share with us. I was raised attending Calvary Church, and my parents have modeled what it means to put faith at the center of their lives. However, just because I was raised in a Christian setting did not necessarily mean I fully bought into the teachings of Jesus or God's sovereignty, so my attitude toward life reflected that. Throughout high school, I struggled with my identity and sought any way to be accepted by people, and my perspective on life was restricted by my inability to look past the shallow parts of life that I believed would make me feel fulfilled. Now my senior year is over, and it wasn't until recently that I truly felt convicted one late night. It's almost as if everything had added up to this one life-changing moment, and I felt God calling me to repent and go to church the following Sunday. While I did go to church intermittently with my parents, I never felt a connection with God, and I classified church as more of a chore as opposed to what I consider it now, an opportunity to grow in my faith. I am choosing to be baptized this Sunday morning because I want to seal the deal with God and begin living the life I was intended to live, but once was too blind and selfish to acknowledge. As a follower of Jesus, I can already see all the beautiful ways he is working in my life, and I firmly believe that God has the ability and power to turn reckless, hopeless lives into flourishing ones. God does work in mysterious ways, and I plan to keep strengthening and growing my faith through the trials and successes of this life in order to live more of a life like Christ.
0: It's good you want to get going on this, but we're going to get there. (laughs) Logan, have you placed your faith and trust in Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins? Yes. Do you renounce Satan, this world, and your own evil desires and commit to follow Jesus alone? Yes. Now, my brother, because of your testimony of faith, it's my privilege to baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Buried with Jesus in likeness of his death, (laughs) raise the new life in him. This is Tian Dahl and she is going to share a testimony as well.
2: Hello, my name is Tian. I was born in China and I spent a good chunk of my childhood there. I sometimes wonder if I still live there, would I have heard about Jesus. I think it's somewhat of a miracle that God gave my parents the courage and the opportunity to move our family to the States. In high school, I spent some time with a good friend and his family. It was then that I heard about Jesus. They invited me to church, Calvary, actually, and their family Bible study. Through them, I started to learn about God. Not long after, I accepted Jesus as my Lord and Savior. As I began college, I plugged myself into Campus Crusade and local church. Although looking back, I probably did not fully grasp what I meant to be a follower of Christ. After college, my husband and I were married and moved back to Grand Rapids. While we have been very blessed, we have had our own struggles and obstacles to overcome, just like every family. I can't understand now why people say it's during hard times that you grow closer to God because it's during these hard times that we learn to depend on God the most. 2017 was a hard year for me. My depression and anxiety were at their worst. Sometimes, the thought of God would cause me to have a meltdown, for oftentimes, I thought I was an evil person and God didn't like me. I held on heart to the truth that God forgives all sins as lies tried to tell me that I was a special case that God could not forgive. As I struggled, God surrounded me with loving family and supportive friends through this hard time. Three years ago, I joined WLDF, a program to develop leadership skills and fellowship with other women from Calvary. This group has taught me, encouraged me, and comforted me. We read many books during our third year. One of these books had a section on baptism. While I have listened about baptism many times before, it really stood out to me from this book. At a discussion session with another group member, she mentioned baptism also stood out to her. It was then that I knew it was finally time for me to be baptized. I will be moving this year, but I wanted to share this moment with all my Calvary family and friends. So I stand here today, grateful. Grateful that God moved me across the globe to Grand Rapids, Michigan. Grateful that he picked me to be part of his family. Grateful that he gave me a husband that stayed with me through the difficulties of life. Grateful that he surrounded me with, a, with loving parents, good friends, and church family. Grateful that I was able to participate in WLDF, and I'm grateful to be standing here today to share with you my public declaration to follow him. Psalm 84 sums it up well for me. Better is one day in your courts, than a thousand elsewhere.
0: Tian, have you placed your faith and trust in Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins? Yes. Do you renounce Satan, this world, and your own evil desires and commit to follow Jesus alone? Yes. Now, my sister, because of your testimony of faith, it's my privilege to baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, buried with Jesus in likeness of his death, raised to be life in him. This is Seneca Case, and she is going to share testimony.
3: My journey with Jesus and God started a long time ago. At night, each day, I would pray to him asking for good dreams. I would specify, no bad dreams, no middle dreams, just good. And that's all God was to me, a dream maker. As I grew up, I heard his word frequently. My parents brought me to Sunday school, and daily devotions were read at the breakfast table, but he was rarely on my mind. I am so thankful that God did not leave me in that place. He has pursued me daily. There have been many times that I have acted like Israel. I have doubted God and belittled his power. I have treated the Lord like a random deity, but I am here to proclaim that he is much, much more. As a child, I acted out a lot. I was stubborn and disobedient and intentionally hurtful. I
4: felt completely unloved and unwanted, I felt hated by my mom and my dad and my siblings, and that feeling stuck with me for over 10 years. It blinded me to many truths and produced in me a fear of loving and trusting others. But as I said, thanks be to the Lord Almighty. He is my shepherd, and he has not left this lost sheep to wander. He pursued me in that time of loneliness and despair, and he opened my eyes to see him. And I stand here today, to say that no matter what pain you are experiencing, he, the God of the universe, he sees you and he loves you and he is worth giving it all just to know him. I love my Jesus. I felt dirty and unclean and unforgivable, but he has washed me and taken away my blemishes. He has loved me in a way that I have never been loved before. Despite all of my sin, he has blessed me and enriched my life so much and I wanna die with him. I want to be buried with him and to rise again. I want to go wherever my Jesus goes. I love him. I love him. I love him. And I want to be baptized today as a proclamation to the masses that he is worth loving and speaking about. He is worthy of it all.
0: Seneca, have you placed your faith and trust in Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins? Yep. Do you renounce Mm -hmm. Satan, this world, and your own evil desires and commit to follow Jesus alone? Yes. Now, my sister, because of your testimony of faith, it's my privilege to baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, buried with Jesus in his death, raised to new life in him. This is Julie Herman, and she's going to share her testimony.
5: Hi. um, This is not an easy thing for me to do at all, to get up in front of a huge crowd. But God is in control, and he is in the driver's seat, not I. He has the map of my life perfectly routed out, and it's up to me to follow his directions. He is the potter, and I am the clay, and I need to remind myself of that very often. So this is my story, but it is for his glory. And please don't make this about me. Please see him in all this. Um, I wasn't brought up knowing the Bible. I went to church every Sunday, went through the motions, but I had this yearning to know God's word. A friend had told me, it was about 30 years ago, to check out Sunshine Church on the East Beltline. I, at that time, lived on the northwest side of town. So I'm driving on 96, going east, and I get off the east belt line exit, and I see this huge church on the left, which must be Sunshine, because I was told it was on the east belt line. So as I was turning left into this church that I still think is Sunshine, I'm obliv- oblivious to the sign that's right there that says Calvary Church. So I sat down in the back, after I, um, oh, uh, after I parked and was amazed at the choir, the singing of the congregation, the preaching of Pastor Dobson. And I'm thinking, wow, this pastor is actually preaching from the Bible and all these people are either looking at their own or the churches. Wow, I feel so at home, but why do they keep calling themselves Calvary? <laughs> Whew, that was... <laughs> This is so different from what I'm used to, but God was in the driver's seat literally that day. He knew that I needed to be at this church, and he directed me there. So fast forward to the last five years, and I keep hearing from Pastor Jim and Tom about baptism. I hear others who have been baptized, and I think, I should, but I talked myself right out of it. I could not get up there in front of all those people. No way. I'm good. Anyways, I was baptized as an infant. I don't have to be baptized. I'm saved. I love Jesus. So um, I was part of the Israel team this past year um, that went in February and thought it would be great to be baptized in Israel, uh, the Jordan River, where Jesus was. Surely Pastor Jim will love to baptize me there. Well, Pastor Jim doesn't do that because I need to publicly express my love for Jesus in front of my church family. So who's in the driver's seat? Not me. Once again, God is working out the details and the direction of my life. I am here to tell you God is good all the time. And all the time, God is good. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 is a very special verse for me that I use daily Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not on your own understanding. Oh, sorry. In all your ways acknowledge Him, and He will make your path straight. Let God be in the driver's seat. You never know where He will take you, but it will be the best for you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <clears throat>
0: Julie, have you placed your faith and trust in Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins? Yes, I have. Do you renounce Satan, this world, and your own evil desires and commit to follow Jesus alone? Absolutely. Now, my sister, because of your testimony of faith, it's my privilege to baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Buried with Jesus in likeness of his (laughs) death, reigns to new life in him. This is Scott Ferguson, and he's going to share a testimony with us as well.
6: I am here today to let my Calvary Church family know that I'm ready to I'm love Jesus and ready to put my past behind me, living my life for him. When I was young, my mom was faithful, bringing me to the Salvation Army Church. When I was very young, I asked Jesus to forgive my sins and be my savior, although everyone was around me. I only saw my grandma with a big, old smile on her face, so I thought that was the biggest, hap- biggest, happiest day of her life. For the, that point on, life was very hard. I did not have a really good spiritual role model to help me, so I, at the age of 16, I left the church. I was very angry with God, allowing something bad to happen to me when I was a teenage kid to a teenager. There, then, they were the darkest days of my life. For there, I was incarcerated in jail for six months, and then I attempted suicide. Um, but looking back at my life, I know God did not. Leave me, God. Want He wanted me to come back to the church. So about six years ago, or five years ago now, I started coming to Calvary, where I was able to hear God speak to me through worship and sermons. Today, I'm ready to be done with my anger and shame and of my past. Start a new life, making a new commitment to grow with him. My favorite viral verse is John 3, 16. For God so loved the world, he gave his only forgotten son, that whoever shall believe in him will not perish and have everlasting life.
7: Good
0: job. Good job. Scott, have you placed your faith and trust in Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins? Yes. Do you renounce Satan, this world, and your own evil desires, and commit to follow Jesus alone? Yes. Now, my brother Scott, because of your testimony of faith, it's my privilege to baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, buried with Jesus in likeness in his death, raised to new life in him. This is Hannah Mason, and she's going to share her testimony.
8: Good morning, everybody. My name is Hannah Mason. I am 19 years old, and I am currently a sophomore studying nursing at Fair State University. I am more than honored to share my story with everyone here today, and I'm more than ready to accept Jesus as my Lord and Savior and live my life not only for him but through him. I want to start off by saying that I truly feel blessed that I am standing in front of all of you today and living in this beautiful world God has created for us. Because in my 19 years of living, I've been through situations that most people never experience in their life. I was severely bullied for 12 years. I was in a mentally, emotionally, and physically abusive relationship. I saved my dad's life while he was having a heart attack, but I thought I was watching him die while trying. I battled through a breast tumor, and I almost lost my life eating an apple and quickly finding out that I was severely allergic to it. But the most eye-opening and rock-bottom situation was the night that I physically was no longer on this planet Earth because I got alcohol poisoning, and there's a very slim chance I was going to make it through the night. So here's the story of the moment I knew that God was always there and I needed to change my life to make him the number one priority. August 22nd, I was 17 years old and it was my best friend's birthday. Her big day turned into my worst nightmare. My first time drinking, and I found myself fighting for my life in a hospital, suffering from alcohol poisoning. I wasn't thinking, and I couldn't stop my drinking. Um, my, I found myself, uh, my parents were woken up at 12 a.m. saying that their daughter was blacked out and throwing up in her best friend's basement. My mom then followed her unconscious daughter in an ambulance to the hospital. The only thing I remember is darkness. I could feel how dark and dense the black was. I could also feel someone's arms surrounding me the entire time, and I knew at that point I was not alone. 4 a.m. I regained consciousness, look at my mom, and tears start rolling down my face. I was begging her to teach me the word of God and to help me strengthen my faith. (laughs) Suddenly, the six-foot metal cabinet to, to our left shook before our eyes while I was begging for his mercy. In that moment, I knew that I was saved. From that day forward, I read my Bible and prayed every night for God to forgive me for my sins. I made a promise that I will forever follow where he guides me. The relationship that I now share with God is so loving, trusting, and kind. He has saved me. I've been through a lot and have sadly lost my faith in between. I grew up in a Christian family, but I never saw rededication with a spiritual baptism in my plans, but God sure did. The words for my testimony I share today came directly from God's mouth to my heart, and I'm so blessed to say that my journey has been the most eye-opening experience in my entire life. With the strength that my parents have exemplified gave me the courage to never give up, I can confidently say now that my faith is the strongest that it's ever been. My journey and hardships through life have not only brought me closer to God, but I am now more outgoing, kind, smart, confident, and most importantly, faithful. I have um, had the opportunity to become a junior after finishing my first year of high school because I started my nursing classes my junior year. Um, I made the Dean's List with a 3.9 GPA. I'm in the most amazing sorority that has not only blessed me with opportunities, but has also blessed me a family away from home. I have plans to already start the nursing program a year from next fall, and God was able to make me strong by helping me conquer any hardship I went through and I ended up becoming a whole new and better person because of it. He has blessed me with the most amazing friends who I knew would support me through anything, my parents and my other half, my sister Danielle, who has Angelman syndrome. Every low in my life, God has only helped me through it, but has blessed me with something new. I am ready to live my new life with Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, because I know whatever obstacle may be, he will be there to guide me through it. I'm going to end today with the verse that is nearest and dearest to my heart and has got me through me through almost almost difficult situation, and that is Philippians four thirteen. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me.
0: Hannah have you placed your faith and trust in Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins? Yes. Do you renounce Satan, this world, and your own evil desires, and commit to follow Jesus alone? Yes. Now, my sister, because of your testimony of faith, it's my privilege to baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Buried with Jesus in likeness in his death, reign to new life in him. This is John Norton. He has a testimony to share.
7: My name is John Norton, and I was brought up in a family that didn't attend church or read the Bible. My family didn't talk about God or spiritual matters. Oddly enough, around seven years of age, my mom took me to an unfamiliar church and had water poured over my head in a baptismal ceremony. I never returned to that church. Throughout my teen years and into a young adulthood, I lived a life that was for myself and full of sin. I had a weak moral compass and made many regretful choices. When I met my wife, I began attending her Catholic church and eventually became a member. The Catholic church taught that there was one baptism for the forgiveness of sin. Since I was baptized as a child, I believed that only my sin up until the age of seven was forgiven. For the next 15 years, I continued to attend the same church and began to feel like I was just going through the motions. I didn't read the Bible or put any effort into knowing God. Five years ago, my wife discovered Bible Study Fellowship and strongly encouraged me to join. I reluctantly decided to attend at the last minute. At the age of 38, I started reading the Bible for the first time in my life. I struggled with unfamiliar words and comprehending how the words applied to me. It was foreign and intimidating. With a lot of prayer, determination, and persistence, God began working the soil of my heart. He sent the Holy Spirit and gradually allowed me to understand the words that I read. Through immersing myself in the Bible and with the guidance of the men at BSF, I came to know Jesus more deeply than ever before. Through Jesus's teaching, I discovered that the one baptism I really needed was a spiritual baptism and that it was Jesus's death on the cross that covered all of my sin, past, present, and future. I simply had to accept him as my savior confess and turn away from my sin, and rely on Jesus. Over, the, over time, I prayerfully confess my sins and ask God to fill my heart with the desire to know him more. I want to be baptized today to proclaim Jesus as my Lord and Savior. You, John. John,
0: have you placed your faith and trust in Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins? Yes. Do you renounce Satan, this world, and your own evil desires and commit to follow Jesus alone? Yes. Now, my brother, because of your testimony of faith, it's my privilege to baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, buried with Jesus in likeness in his death, (laughs) raised to new life in him. This is Maya Norton, and this is John's daughter.
9: I'm Maya Norton, and I'm 12 years old. For the first half of my life, I went to a Catholic church, and my family and friends were from there, too. Going to church didn't mean anything to me. It was boring, and I didn't learn anything. It was something I was expected to do. When I started second grade, my dad began, began to attend BSF, and I went to, to the children's program. After, F- at first, I thought attending BSF was going to be boring too. But after each week, I enjoyed learning more and more. The more Bible I read, the more I wanted to keep going. I slowly began to realize why we need God and why he's so important for everyone, because everyone deserves to have a chance to go to heaven. I haven't gone, if I hadn't gone to BSF, I probably never would have read and studied God's word, and then I never would have personally known Jesus and how to really get to heaven. By asking Jesus into my heart and knowing his death on the cross, that paid for all my sins. All I had to do was, all I had to do was believe and receive Jesus into my heart. I had the believing part before, but I hadn't received him him until one night after about a year ago when I was praying in bed. I was thinking about that night's lesson from BSF. It was about accepting Jesus into your heart and repenting from your sins. So I decided to do that. I felt good, like a sudden happiness had come over me. I also attended youth group at Calvary Church. One of Pastor Lee's messages was about believing, and then when you do, get baptized. I thought about this, and the more I did, the more I wanted to get baptized. I have come to the conclusion that I want to be baptized even though I was baptized as a baby. My infant baptism was my parents' choice, but this baptism is my declaration of following Jesus as my one king. A verse I remember saying over and over was Acts twenty two sixteen, And now, what are you waiting for? Get up, be baptized, and wash your sins away, calling on his name.
0: Beautiful. Maya, have you placed your faith and trust in Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins? Yes. Now, my sister, because of your testimony of faith, it's my privilege to baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, buried with Jesus in likeness in his death,
5: <laughs> raised
0: to new life in him. This is Katie Underwood and she's going to share a testimony.
10: Good morning. I was born and raised by Christian parents who brought me to church every Sunday. I was baptized as an infant, and I professed my faith as a young teen. I went to Christian schools from preschool through college. While I had the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ, I don't believe that I fully understood it and made it my own until a bit later in my life. After high school, I attended Calvin College where I met some wonderful Christian friends. We all went to church quite regularly and enjoyed life as college students. During college and the years that followed, I was in a rather destructive pattern of life. All of my friends met their soon-to-be husbands and began getting married. Yet I was stuck in my brokenness. After college, I got my first job as a teacher at Rockford Christian School. That part of my life was great. The weekends, however, I was still stuck in my brokenness and chose to go out to the bar with other broken friends. Yet every Sunday, I would get up and go to church desiring a different life. Years went by. And while I dated some, I found myself nearing the end of my 20s and still single. This is not how I thought my life would end up. I desired to get married and to be a mom. In 2008, my dear friend Julie invited me to a women's retreat. At the retreat, they had several pictures scattered over tables and asked us to choose three pictures, one to represent our past, present, and what we hoped our future would look like. The picture that I chose for what I hoped my future would be was one of a husband, wife, and a family. The leaders at the retreat then challenged us to pray, surrendering our future to God. I decided to surrender my right to choose who my husband would be and let God choose him for me. One month later at Rockford Christian, I met my wonderful husband, Nick. I was rescued. I knew he was a gift from the Lord as my grandmother had heard from God that I would meet my future husband at the school that I taught at. Nick swept me off my feet and we were married less than a year later. Since then, we have enjoyed life, welcoming three beautiful children into our family and all the many blessings that God has given to us. Since 2008, God has been restoring my relationship with Him and with others. He has placed incredible people in my life and has continued to pursue me, especially during my quiet times with Him. God began making it clear what He desired for my life. In 2014, I stepped down from my teaching jobs so that I could focus on our children. Two years ago, God called us to the journey of adoption. This journey has been the most trying yet rewarding experience of God's faithfulness. We have been brought to our knees as we wait for God's perfect timing of bringing our little girl home. We know that God is continually at work within us as we wait. This past fall, I joined Bible Study Fellowship, and we studied the book of Romans. God showed up time and time again during this study. The week that we studied Romans 6, God spoke very clearly to me, asking me once again to be obedient to his call to be baptized. As I reflect back on the journey that God has had me on to bring me where I am today, three passages of scripture summarize my rescue, restoration, and the call I am answering to show that I am ready. Ephesians 2, verse 8, For it is by grace that you have been saved, through faith, and this is not from yourselves, it is a gift from God. 2 Corinthians 517 17-18. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old has gone, the new is here. All this is from God, who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. Finally, Romans 8:28. And we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. Today I stand here and say, I am ready.
0: Katie, have you placed your faith and trust in Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins? Yes. Do you renounce Satan, this world, and your own evil desires and commit to follow Jesus alone? Yes. Katie, my sister, because of your testimony of faith, it's my privilege to baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, buried with Jesus in likeness and death, raised to new life in him. This is Ethan Ledford, and he's going to share a testimony.
11: I have grown up in a Christian family and regularly went to church. When I was a baby, I played Jesus, baby Jesus for the Festival of Lights. Growing up in church, I remember two wonderful teachers in the children's ministry. Sadly, I don't remember their names. Every night, our family does devotions. We read the Bible, say something that we are grateful for about the day, and then we pray. I love when we share our gratefuls because it's often something funny or sometimes off-topic, and it makes us all laugh. Every year, my family has gone to the Christian Reformed Conference grounds to camp. Uh, I go to Camp Geneva, and I participate in the youth group here at church, including going on retreats. All of these are just some of the many ways I have been influenced to grow stronger in my faith with Jesus. Last year, I started to question my faith, wondering if God really existed, if he could actually heal people or that he was resurrected. I started to read the Bible, and verses started to stand out to me. Psalms 97.10 says... Let those who love the Lord hate the evil, for he guards the lives of his faithful ones and delivers them from the hand of the wicked. Uh, Matthew 28, 6 says he isn't here. He's risen from the dead, just as he said it would happen. Come see where his body was laying. I asked Jesus to help me believe, and he did. Now I read the Bible more often, and I've seen him answer my prayers. I struggled with friendships and speaking in front of other people. This year, I have made friends, and I'm able to speak in front of all of you. (laughs) <laughs> i'm choosing to be ba- i'm choosing to get baptized to be obedient to god and tell others about him
0: ethan have you placed your faith and trust in jesus christ for the forgiveness of your sins yes do you renounce Satan, this world, and your own evil desires and commit to follow Jesus alone? Yes. Now, my brother, because of your testimony of faith, it's my privilege to baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Buried with Jesus in his death, raise his new life in him. This is Adam Knobloch, and he's going to share his testimony.
12: Good morning, church family. I've been raised in an awesome, strong, loving, and God-fearing family. From the time I was a baby to today, these three words echo every day from my family and closest friends. Jesus loves you. No matter what, I would hear those words, and as I grew, I believed them. On August 11, 2009, at a VBS being led by my brother Chris's children's ministry, God's helping hands. And by the way, shout out to Chris. Love you, buddy. <laughs> my brother asked if anyone would like to pray to accept Jesus. I was scared and trembling in my seat, but I felt God knocking on the door of my heart. So I raised my hand and went back to find someone to pray with. My sister-in-law, Amber, found me and prayed with me to accept Jesus. I was overwhelmed and overflowing with joy. The years 2014 through 2016 were a real struggle for me. It seemed like everything was crashing in on me and I couldn't cope with it all. So sadly that I walked away from the Lord for a while. I dressed up, came here to church with a smile on my face, I sang the songs and heard the sermon, but my heart was cold. My life was spiraling downward. I battled with myself constantly, wishing I could change things and make life okay again, while at the same time being angry with God. And when asked how I was, I would say, life is great, just fine. But I was closing my emotions off and putting up a fake front until my karate instructor, Sensei Margaret, who was like a second mom to me, broke me down, and I told her everything that had been going on. And instead of judging me, she came alongside me, prayed for me, and encouraged me, and still mentors me to this day, and I am so very thankful for her. One uniqueness and challenge that I have is called autism, which makes some things in life hard to understand. And living life with this is not easy, let me tell you. Though people call it a disability, it is a gift from God. It is how he made me special. This is my first time coming out of my shell to acknowledge my autism. And it's humbling because even with this special challenge, God has never stopped loving me or using me for his glory. And he still continues to work in and through my life in ways I could never imagine. I am being baptized today answering the call God has laid on my heart to honor and glorify him and to take the next step of faith in following him to become more and more every day like Christ. One of my favorite scriptures is Jeremiah 29, 11 through 13. For I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, to give you hope in a future. Then you will call upon me and come and pray to me, and I will listen to you, and you will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart.
0: Adam, have you placed your faith and trust in Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins? Yes. Do you renounce Satan, this world, and your own evil desires and commit to follow Jesus alone? Oh, yes. My brother Adam, because of your testimony of faith, it's my privilege to baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, buried with Jesus in likeness of death, raised to new life in Him.